You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Good morning, guys. Good afternoon. Good evening. How you doing? Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thanks for joining us here um, where you'll never know. Dun, 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 dun. If you're watching the video, you can see we're not in the usual spot. We found another clubhouse to try out. So uh, we're going to get some fresh air today with you as we talk about a very interesting topic, I think. But first, um, Carly, if you don't mind, we finally got a review. Thank you. And I shouldn't Yay. say finally because you guys was going hard at the beginning. Maybe you're not sharing it. And that's why we don't have new reviews. But um, we appreciate this one. So we'll go ahead and read it for you guys. Absolutely. Um, so Say Yum says, favorite podcast by far. I love this podcast. After each episode, I find myself inspired to dig deep and do the self-work and manual work necessary to reach my goals. Y'all are truly motivating. I love the way that you not only give advice, but kind of give steps to get there. I have added listening to your podcast on my Monday morning routine. Shout out to that. And it helps make for a more productive week in reaching my goals. Thank you for consistently providing great content oh thank you shout out to say yum for listening and adding us to your morning routine i kind of feel honored yeah thank you especially during this time when everybody routine is whatever <laughs> so, we just trying to make it it's nice we that you still have it. one shout out to you <laughs> we gonna make um, it you left that a little while ago though so hopefully you still doing good <laughs> still hanging in here hanging in here still with learning. us on mondays still learning from the podcast um and we do have i wonder if we have 200 now if not we're, we, we do were have close more to than it. 200 oh we do uh, yeah. on youtube we got um a clean 200 um followers there so um we appreciate you guys who listen and watch it and also listen to it on um apple because they will rank you and give us um, points etc as well so we're glad that you guys are still enjoying it um mm -hmm. so we're still here we're gonna keep on going i guess yeah we <laughs> out here and i'm excited it's our first outdoor episode in a clubhouse is it our first outdoor episode oh, yeah. i guess so okay i feel like we've been talking about it forever and we just never yeah. set it up but we you know, oh, because we happened. didn't have our own equipment. So it's a lot easier to move around now. Okay. That being said, if anybody wants to hire us to watch us podcast in their space, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> We're down for that. I also like snacks. Um, so food and snacks. But to get to today's I'm trying topic, to get some extra out of the deal. I mean, I just like <laughs> snacks. Gosh. I'll bring some, too. We can share. But, like, you know, Why socially. Why are you defensive? <laughs> Speaking of defensiveness, that is actually what we're talking yeah, we're about today. Like, ah, dang it. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have started the episode roasty because now I can't stop. <laughs> Man, Lex has been trying to throw me under the bus, y'all. But anyways, we'll get there. So defensiveness. Um, what is defensiveness? We just You just said that. What is it? So we're talking about defensiveness <laughs> today, guys. Um, I would say when a person is being defensive, they are guarding themselves they are protecting themselves um and whatever they say or do so in that moment you're i feel like it's a protection mechanism absolutely um i think it was one of those psychology journals was saying um it's a defense or coping mechanism it is the body and mind's way of keeping you comfortable and safe and they say some it often arises um out of childhood in the way that we deal with things as we're growing up and so it just becomes a coping mechanism to cope with what? Criticism? To, I say, yeah, to cope with criticism, to cope with things that um, 
make you feel like you might be being attacked or mm-hmm. make, make you feel like somebody's like questioning you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when you're defensive in your response to something, does it have to be a response? Maybe. Yeah, um, okay. yeah I, I, it has to be a response, yeah. I think, because it, it's how you react to to knowledge that you perceive as um, being about you or towards you. So it's a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's you needing to feel or needing other people to understand your point of view. So if you feel like you have to explain yourself, it's kind of another thing. Like, what does this look like? Uh, explaining yourself. Um kind of having to tell well why they're wrong or why you did something that you might have got accused of Mm -hmm. um and it's about making sure you get your point of view across that's what it is when you're being defensive you want to make sure well this is this is what it is or this is what i think um and wanting that other person to to know that so is that wrong is being defensive wrong um i don't think that it's wrong it's a defense mechanism and i can't tell someone how they're coping with something is incorrectly but i would say it's probably not productive Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not the best way to learn or have a conversation. That's if you're a great not way to say it, I think. It's not progressive. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think I learned about defensive list. Fi- de- oh, Jesus Christ, what's the word? <laughs> about being defensive is how I'm going to have to say it to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that um, whatever you just said, because I just lost that my it, train it thought. It keeps you um, closed off and rigid, like unable to be progressive mm-hmm. or, to, progressive. Be, or to have a productive yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think when I recognized that and that clicked for me, then all of a sudden I hated um, when I could see other people being defensive. And I say it that way just because it's easier to see it from other people than yourself. Um, but I realized, like, man, this is a waste of time because it's not furthering the combo. It's not furthering whatever's going on at hand. It's like... You're stopping to be like, but this. And it's like, no, but that's not going towards the solution, really. Exactly. And I think another thing that it can arise from is, like, people's insecurities. Like, the country mm-hmm. saying is a hit dog or holla. Like, even mm-hmm. if they're not talking about you, you know that sometimes you tweet something mm-hmm. and people get, like, come out of left field, like, well, this and this and this. And you're like, whoa, I don't even know you. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You don't even know what I was talking about. But if they feel like you were talking to them. Um, then they feel the need to get defensive and, and say something back to you or explain something. Honor. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. Um, so apparently a defensive communication expert is a career, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, and Jack Gibbs, who's one in one of these articles we were reading, outlines like six behavioral categories that lead to defensiveness. Um, and like this is the situation that makes mm-hmm. you be defensive. Okay. Exactly. So dogmatism being uh, things that are black and white. I'm right. You're wrong. It's either this or that. And other kinds of all or nothing thinking and communication can cause people to react defensively. Mm -hmm. Like there is. I have a good example of that. Okay. So that's like if a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door and says, well, you're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to be one of the 144,000 if you don't do these things. And I think that immediately would make somebody, and and I'm not trying to get on Jehovah's Witnesses. It could be anybody coming to your door basically and saying, well, you're not going to heaven if you don't get baptized or you're not this if this Mm -hmm. doesn't happen or this is the truth and you're going to hell, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very likely to make somebody get defensive. Like, whoa, buddy, like, you just going to hit me with the with the wham, bam. <laughs> like, it's just your way or no way. Um, so I think that's the first thing I think about with dogmatism. And and that's why there's dogmatic um, doctrine and stuff, too, actually, with religion. So that right makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is a lack of accountability. So shifting blame, making excuses, and rationalizing behavior leads people to raise their mm. defense levels with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's an easy one to explain, too. I think that's when it's um, telling somebody, oh, well, you're late, or um, you still need to turn this thing in, and kind of coming at 
they're what they've done or what they should be doing or are supposed to do, whether they were or not. Um, I think that could be an example of, of something in that space, accountability. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another one is um, controlling or manipulative behavior. Using all sorts of behaviors to control mm-hmm. or manipulate people will lead to them being defensive. Like no one likes to feel used. And so if you feel like someone might be using you or if they have used you in the past, you might be more defensive towards them. Mm, I'm trying to think of an and example so, for that. Um, for example, if a person always calls you, hey, girl, what you got? But not during a pandemic, right? Because mm-hmm. we're staying safe. But if a girl, call, hey, girl, what you doing this weekend? Let's go out. And like she don't have a car, but she always wants you to drive somewhere. But then like let's say y'all go to the club and every time y'all go, she's not really like hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And she just is using you for your car or to get places. Oh, so so then when she hits me up, I might be like, I might automatically be like, oh, so you can go like do your thing or whatever, like. Yeah, or oh, you just, just are you, you just response. trying to use my car? Like uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you just want you. That's the only reason why you call me. That's being defensive. Well, I, well, if it's, I, I think so. Like because mm-hmm. it can make you guarded and make you feel like ah nah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think it could lead to it, but that's a very like base level, super like mm-hmm. ex- clear cut example. And I don't always think that controlling and manipulation is. Um, another one is ooh yeah. Guarded and withholding information. When people feel like they're being left in the dark purposely, excluded from having information that they should know, they are threatened and will react defensively. Hmm. What does that look like? Um, I'm thinking about... And I guess maybe I need to think about what are defensive reactions because it's easy for me to think of what the reactions are um, for some of those early ones. Yeah, in this one, this one, um, when I started reading it... um, I automatically thought about my cousins. I'm the baby of like all of them. And I always Mm -hmm. felt like they were keeping things from me, but it always made me like really like fight back against all the things Mm -hmm. that they were doing. But then with a more grown up example, like if you're on a team and you feel like part of your team isn't sharing information that you need to do your work, Mm -hmm. you might um, be more rigid towards them or be more closed off or be more um, argumentative Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. stuff with them. Mm -hmm. Skeptical and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and they definitely at uh, this one. Uh, superiority is another um, space where it would make you feel defensive if somebody's speaking to you in a way that you perceive they think they're better than you. Um, and so it immediately makes you think like, whoa, like, well, maybe I, the way I want to do it is probably the better way or a different way than what you're saying or something like that. I can see that one pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And then then the last one on here of these six is a constant focus on catching somebody doing something wrong rather than right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Someone is always commenting on everything that's wrong, but Mm -hmm. never gives you any positive feedback or any like Mm -hmm. tries to build you up. You're going to automatically be defensive, like even Mm -hmm. if they don't intentionally mean it like that. For example, like if someone's mom is like wow like your hair look like it's always commenting negatively about yeah. your appearance like but so that, i think that's one of the probably a bigger reason and people the way they grew up of why they become defensive because um they're a critical environment a lot of times of parents and and you know but it's it's one of the things about criticism that can help you curb it um or being defensive and curbing it with criticism is recognizing that you know, really this person probably wants the best for you or they believe in you or love you and they want to see, you know, things be better or your hair look better than that. But um, I think, you know, when it comes to like parents, caregivers, people that, you know, that you grew up with, your church, you have relationships, people that you want to want to know you're special to and you want to feel good, like you're, you're doing right by them. 
it hits you a little different when they're being critical. And I think that causes you to really always like try to do better and be defensive and Mm -hmm. uh, be hard on yourself because of that. Um, So those criticisms, I think, are probably what most likely shape us. Yeah, and I was about to say, that's probably the easiest one out of this whole list for me to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. I have a million examples of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that we talked about kind of what defensiveness is and also where it comes from, what does it look like? Like, how do you Mm -hmm. know when you're being defensive? Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I'm being defensive uh, as soon as I try to explain my point of view, essentially. Um, And sometimes um, it is about me, like if I'm late. So if somebody's like, oh, well, it's 3.35 and I'm supposed to be there at 3.15 and I say, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's traffic or, you know, I, I this happened, that happened. Instead of being able to just be like, you know, it won't happen again or yeah, I am a little late, you know, like just move the combo forward. And to me, that person saying that also is not progressive in anything. And, and I catch myself thinking that too, like if if somebody pulls up late and, you know, you, you know how you kind of feel some kind of way a little bit, but it's like for what? But you don't have to say that either. I think saying that is already like not progressive because like, all right, like what does that change? You know, I'm here now. Um, Unless it's a problem that you need to really talk about. Mm -hmm. um, And maybe they're coming at you with it like that. But I think it looks like that when I start to explain immediately why this thing happened, like it's not my fault either. And I'm kind of putting it on other factors. Absolutely. Um, I am being defensive and I notice it in myself. Um, like much like Alexi said, when I start trying to explain myself, but also over explain myself where mm-hmm. I start trying to clarify my intentions in situations that don't mitigate that type of conversation. Like if we're not having this conversation about growth, I don't need to tell you like why I feel like this and how this led to this and this led to this. And when I notice I start doing that, I'm like, oh, I'm probably probably being defensive or um, making excuses. I feel like mine is more evident in me over explaining or over clarifying mm-hmm. or trying to get you to see something like trying to get you to understand and come to my side on a situation and a lot of times nobody even asked you that and it's like you're kind of doing that for yourself because Mm -hmm. you're anti you and i one example i thought of as you were talking was an email sometimes you've ever write an email and then you go back like i need to really say well i just did this part like i could just cut that out and be like here's what we did you know what i mean like you kind of trying to explain it a little bit more because you feel like it's not up to par or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's like nobody's even really accusing you that you're kind of that's the you being hard on yourself part. And so we can almost kind of cause our own stress, I think, by um, how we're kind of like assuming this space is going to be in that way. And then we're already coming in defensive. Absolutely. And I think touching on like the insecurities and us projecting a little bit sometimes in conversations um like let's say someone was overcritical of your body and then one day someone makes Mm -hmm. a comment that's not necessarily about that but you take it way left field because you're just so used to people doing that and I feel like that's why it's important to understand how we respond to these things because it's important to address that and it can impact a lot of situations in your life really negatively um is there anything else I think that kind of covers it I think in some kind of way you're explaining yourself or or over explaining um Mm -hmm. or feeling attacked like if you felt like somebody's attacking you and it's not really that deep like that's probably a good indication of like for example if you walk Mm -hmm. into a meeting and someone's like it's 335 and you fly off the handle yeah that's you being defensive and i mean i don't i guess you can argue if if you should or shouldn't i mean we're saying you shouldn't like life will be easier if you're not but i mean i think that's a cause and reaction um and I think it's one of those things where it's important to recognize B, 
being defensive because you are giving your power away to these other things um, in that moment. Um, and it's usually a, we've already said it's a reaction, but it's also usually like an impulsive thing mm -hmm. because that's just how you're, you've been set. Um, and so to really be aware of it um, and change that, what do you think it changes in you to be less defensive? Like why would it, why is it good for you to be less defensive? I think it's good one because it brings you to another level of self-awareness so you're more aware mm -hmm. of your triggers of your insecurities of what's going on in your life but i also think it gives you the opportunity to have less strife and less stress with things if you are mm -hmm. not always so caught up and feeling like you have to prove yourself to people or tell them these things and over explain mm -hmm. you kind of just let the water roll off your back like a duck lets water mm -hmm. roll off their backs you're like oh, okay like in your head you're like yeah that was a little snippy but i'm not about to waste all my energy and my time i'm mm -hmm. going to own my power in this moment and just choose to keep it moving it also helps you to actually become a better person um, because you're actually listening and can take a criticism, which is really what it is. Mm -hmm. It's your reaction to being criticized. Um, and I have an example that I don't know why stick with me so much because like my feelings was just so hurt, but it's not that deep, but I, my feelings were just so hurt. And I really saw this over and over and learned from the situation um, to where I can catch myself much better. But when I was doing, um, working with Bronzeville, the audio series, um, look it up on iTunes, it's really good. Season two has been postponed due to everything going on, but um, we were working on filming, they were filming um, them in the studios doing the voice acting for Bronzeville season two. And um, my friend Celeste, shout out Celeste, she's the photographer while they're in their sessions, while, while the voice actors are at their mics, kind of how we are, um, and they're performing in there, right? And the camera clicks and makes that clicking noise. And so, you know, while they are playing around or just getting the voice acting together, um, you know, she's like, click, 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 you could take pictures then. And then they'll, they'll say, um, okay, you know, we're really rolling right now, you know, action, everybody quiet, whatever. Um, and then she would just kind of be in there chilling and they would actually perform it without her, you know, moving around or taking pictures. And so one day she wasn't there, she was somewhere else. And so I had to take pictures um, in her stead. And so I'm in there like, click, 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 like taking pictures of everybody. <laughs> and it's like, um, um, Oh, what's his name? Why is my face blanking? Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. So, and he's like mad stern, y'all. He's really like intimidating as hell in real life. So it's like Lawrence Fishburne, um, Lorenz Tate and them in there too. And so I'm in here like click, click, click. And then, you know, they're talking and I'm like still like click, click. And then uh, Fishburne looks at me. He's like, um, um, hey, there's no, there, we're not taking any photos while we're doing, you know, while we're really rolling. And I said, and I remember I put my phone down. I was like, oh, we're we rolling right now? I thought we were. And then I could tell, like, the way Lorenz looked at me, he just looked at me like, don't say nothing else. And I was like, oh, you got it. And, like, I realized, um, like, in that moment, I wanted to say, like, oh, I didn't hear, you know, I didn't hear that you said you were rolling. I didn't hear that we were going. I didn't realize, like, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you know, but none of that matters. Like, it's just like, oops, sorry about that. And, like, stop and pay attention and do it. Um, and I just remember the way he looked at me like so stern because in the previous year we were working on other Bronzeville stuff before um, and I was working very closely with the Tates and we were in Chicago and they were doing like their press run or whatever. And I, I guess I, I would do this frequently to where, you know, he would very often give me advice, which I've now come to 
really appreciate and take like he mm-hmm. you know because y'all know i'll be looking mean and i don't mean to but you know like, hey you know when we, we're doing this make sure you really you know some of the other people can get kind of threatened if you come across too, you know like let, sit back or whatever you know smile be extra sometimes just you know to play the game which is like all right cool whatever so he would always kind of give me that type of advice and i just i guess he just one time he hit me he was like hey you know you don't have to explain you know every time i say something you you have something that you say to tell me why you did it this way or why you didn't realize or whatever and it's like just 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 take the just take the advice you know just take the advice and he said he would say that to me over and over to i really realized like i would get annoyed now when i would start to do that and catch myself do it and so then a year later we're in the room with fishburn and then like the way he looked at me and i was like ah oh, dang it like i'm still <laughs> doing it but like it's just the way he was giving me so much tips and advice that i now realize and at the time i kind of realized was helping me but like i every time somebody gives me advice like i just realized like i wanted to be like okay well you know i thought this or i do it this way and as since then it just really stuck to me and since then i've really come to dislike um even when people on my own team um do that and i i kind of recognize that in people who like to talk and talk and talk a lot but whether they they think they don't or they don't carry out as much or they're not as good as following up as they are with mm-hmm. the talking part. And so it makes me realize that about myself. And also, like, when I've hired people and talked to them, I'm like, oh, man, she reminds me of me. And then we'll be in meetings and stuff. And I'm like, all right, do you have this part? Oh, well, you know, I, I started it, but then I wasn't sure if you wanted this. Do you think that we should da-da-da? And you kind of try to spin it into something. Like, and I'm like, damn, that's how it's like, how I be sounding, like, trying to kind of BS through, like, you know, what you were supposed to do. And I'm like, oh, man, I hear it now. And other people, when they're kind of trying to get defensive and then divert and how much time that really wastes because now you're trying to spin into other stuff. And I'm like, all right, girl, like, let's go back because I just need to know, do we have this? If we don't, that's fine. Let's just move on. But, like, we don't have to keep, like, spinning around with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I see it a lot more, and I'm very much more aware of it because, uh, (laughs) shout out Lorenz, he made me aware of it. And I, like, I felt miserable every time he called me out too because I was I didn't realize how reactive and how impulsive it comes out um so that's like my whole big spiel about ever since then like maybe a few years ago like I really really recognize it uh when I see it no I love that and thank you for sharing that that's a that's such a good example um how has that helped with your like with with anything in your life like if you notice such a pivotal moment when you're working on you know not being defensive and on just listening and just keeping flowing and moving um moving through things like how has that helped with anything or has it helped it it cuts like that just yapping and back and forth and it shows that you actually want to learn it is you actually wanting to learn if if somebody says something to me and i'm like okay cool like thank you or and even that like actually saying thank you um Thank you. Let me, I'll take that in. Um, and I did even get to a point with him. Where I was like, all right, you know, keep telling me stuff. Like if there's anything else because, you know, I think after a while he probably saw, I was like, all right, man. Cause I was with him the whole day and, and I was doing something that is not even my space. Like I was, I was like their press person for the day or whatever. Um, and so they knew that it was a learning experience for me and they were trying mm-hmm. to make it that. Um, but I think that it allows me to give myself the space to actually get better. Like listen to what somebody's saying and get better. Um, one another thing people call me out on all the time is cutting people off when they're talking because I'm so like ready to like girl get to the point like I don't even really want to listen to all this or I just want what's the solutions or um if I feel like in my mind I know what you're about to get to so I'm like all right get to that so they'll be telling the story I'm like yeah like when he did this like just to try to get to it it's like no just let them talk and like you know tell the story but 
people always like, can you let me talk? Or can you stop cutting me off? Or you cut me off again? I'm like, oh, like I'll just get mad because I'm doing it. But I'm like, all right, you're right. And I think it just helps me to be more aware because I, I can use those things to learn more about myself. No, that's that's really dope. And that you took it took it like that because you could just still be mad defensive. Like, nah, I was just, you know, trying to just cut down. No, but then that's a whole bunch of talking. Yeah. You can't get better. Being defensive, defensive you cannot get better. Um, and I think that that's, like, one of the biggest things is, like, when you're being criticized in particular ways, like taking it in that way. But sometimes it's not, it isn't you though. Sometimes people are being critical of you or, or you know, you know when something's going on with somebody mm -hmm. else and they just kind of have an attitude or whatever it may be. In which case it's also like, okay, even easier to just be like, all right, like you got it and, and not feel defensive about it. Exactly. You can't own other people's things, but when you are being defensive, when it might not be, you know, the, when someone's not just projecting on you, whenever they might actually be trying to help or give advice or, you know, life is teaching you lessons. Like I feel in my relationships, when I notice that I've stopped being as defensive, I'm, we're able to have more clear communication. There's mm -hmm. a lot more space for me to grow and to be open to what things are instead of like trying to get them to be where I want to be. And I feel like that's part of defensiveness too, is you're trying to push that narrative and mm -hmm. trying to get people to, to see or understand or be the way that you want them to or whatever. And yeah. so, so it also helps you to also uh, actually learn more about other people um, by you not being defensive and understanding like what their actual point of view is or what they are seeing or what they mm -hmm. want or don't want um instead of you thinking um that you know like what they should be doing yeah and it's better for your relationships in general too because another thing we haven't talked about as much with defensiveness is a lot of times like in relationships if um oh, why do you always leave the the dishes on the sink or you know yeah, those types of things there's, there's lots of different things like mm -hmm. that with relationships and people whether you live with them or romantic relationships or whatever and those things tend to kind of build up and build up to where you just feel like um, whether you're walking on eggshells all the time or like you feel like you're defensive because now it's like, well, you always, you know, leave your hair stuff on in the bathroom, like, and like that doesn't progress anything either. And so even with another person getting defensive, right, it might feel like you're getting attacked, but you still have to be able to step outside of that to want to have a common ground that we get to or that we have an understanding of, like what's the real issues. Um, and hopefully like y'all both want to see each other happy or content in this space that y'all share um and so from that you still have to to give validity to like the person's feelings and it's not mm -hmm. just a matter of like reacting or not and just walking away like you still have to you know dive into that sometimes you talk a lot about defenselessness um and i think it was the seven spiritual being of defensive success. You well, um, well, no, in the book, um, the seven spiritual laws <laughs> mm -hmm, of successes mm -hmm. and defenselessness, one of them. That's part of the law of least effort ah. in which you shouldn't have to be forcing anything. And so I believe, uh, let me make sure I get it kind of correct. If you're, if you practice being defenseless, you're open to things happening and however it needs to happen. Um, and you're not just stuck in your way of thinking that, well, what will you know, this or that, like if you're always explaining or trying to figure things, make them make sense for you, that you're not letting things happen the way they could naturally just be happening. It's very rigid. I like that a lot. And so I think that was the main um, piece about that to where he says like, you know, practice defenselessness um, in order to just let things kind of happen without trying to explain your way. 
And so I think that's super important. And I talk about flow a lot. We had a whole episode about flow, mm-hmm. actually. If you haven't listened to it, go back. It's a few back. So what are some ways that we can practice to be less defensive? Um, one way you can be less defensive as, is by having a clear idea of where your values are rooted, strong rooted values. Um, and by that, I mean, like, what somebody says can, like, take you off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of, of what you know is right. Um, sometimes people are incorrect when they're kind of coming at you around something. So, like I said, sometimes, you know, my bad, I was late. And sometimes they're coming at you wrong and trying to tell you what you care about or what you did or what you think. And, yeah, you want to be defenseless, defensive because that's not true. But um, if you are, are strong and know, like, you know, that's not right. But you don't have to sit here and go back and forth about it or let that bother you um, because you know who you are. I love I love that. And I know I say that a lot. Every time I listen back to the I podcast, I'm like, <laughs> no, you just said it because I was making fun of you. Oh, man. See, she got defensive and she did no, it to I really herself. do say it a lot, though. Um, <laughs> I notice on a podcast because when you listen back to yourself, it's always still weird hearing my voice, even though we have how many episodes? 90 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always interesting. Uh, noticing that being defensive is impulsive. And so slow down. Take a pause. Like, catch yourself before you automatically, like, say something mm-hmm. back. Before that snapback come back, just stop. Especially via text. That's a good way to practice because that's how <laughs> yeah. I had to kind of start practicing is, um, like, if you're talking to somebody and, um, you know, they hit you with something, like, oh, you always da-da-da or you never do this or that. And also catch yourself being that person, too, because a lot <laughs> of times it's that. And now I understand <laughs> why people get so defensive because, like, say things better first of all um and not so definitive with the always never like that's clear ways it. to lose an argument um but yeah like in text too you can especially like you know those things where it's like they show what you're texting and you delete it and you go back and put something else um so catch yourself for sure there and then in person it may be a little more difficult but you can catch it too mm-hmm. acknowledging what was said um and that upsets you or didn't like just acknowledging it do you want to expand on that um, I would also say that that has to do with, um, like, if somebody has a concern with you, like, mm. a- acknowledge their concern or, you know, like, oh, you always leave the dishes out. And it's like, well, I like doing it, you know, putting them all in once the sink's full or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, acknowledging, like, oh, okay, yeah, I, there are dishes here. Um, and so it's not like you're trying to make them feel like they're crazy for what they're saying, um, whether you think that their argument is, is valid or not. Mm-hmm. Another thing is accepting responsibility, um, which kind of goes into my story earlier and just recognizing that, okay, when people say things to you, it, it, it can be to help you. It can be to help you get better and mm-hmm. to accept that responsibility for what you're doing or not doing. Another one is to detach. And this is kind of expanding on the slowing down. So like, instead of shooting that comeback, like ask a question, like thinking about how you can be different in a situation. So instead of like, listening with your reply in mind just try to listen Mm -hmm. instead of like freezing up like maybe you have a conversation instead of like flying off the handle at somebody maybe you go take a walk and then come back being that person that they're um that's getting criticized Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and in the the event that you would be defensive whatever your normal some people hate that though well yeah and i'm not saying like no we ain't gonna do this i'm gonna come no but just thinking about like for personal growth if i'm the person that always has to say something back how about I just try not to say something back one mm-hmm. time and just see what that feels like? Yeah, and a lot of times it's weird because people don't know how to react. Um, or I've seen that before too where it's like you're kind of starting something and they actually say like, okay, you're right. And then it's like, damn, I don't know. Like, And then what else? You know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. have you noticed, or maybe I noticed with myself that 
you think you want an agreement or you want something, but then you get it and you're like, uh, like, okay. And you almost look for something else. Like you really just kind of are comfortable with a little bit of tension sometimes in particular relationships more than you actually want to see this person be, you know, this perfect person or who you want them to be or whatever it may be. That's a huge area um, for self growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes you're comfortable there. And so that's why you tend to have like a lot of these types of combos with certain people over others. Um, but yeah, I think that it's important to overall use these things, especially the pause, especially being coming aware of it, because I think you'll just realize how much you're keeping yourself in, in the same spot um, in a lot of spaces because you're not just taking it in. Like when people are saying things, you're not just taking it in and actually using it to fuel something else. Exactly. And just saying, okay, and you're right. And not feeling the need to over explain yourself about anything like, okay. Yeah. So I would challenge y'all to um, pick a day and, and try to pay attention. Like maybe have a piece of paper. Oh, well, I say piece of paper, like it's 1998. Um, <laughs> use your phone. <laughs> Open up the if notes. You don't app. have a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Write your number down, girl. Um, damn. Use your cell phone. And in the notes app, cause I don't know why I didn't say this. Cause I use it all day for this type Same. of stuff. But just kind of pay attention to when you uh, notice yourself getting defensive um, with who or or around what people, Mm. around what things. A lot of times I feel like it's an ego thing. There's different things, right, in in those different situations that are attacked. Sometimes it's your ego. um, And sometimes it's it's your uh, morals or your values or, like, something Mm -hmm. else. Um, But just paying attention to what that is and how often you probably are doing it. And you might even catch it if it's, like, low-key stuff. Um, Like, everything's not as serious. But when you realize how often you need to respond um, to explain why, how, what, I think that it's like, oh, man, I didn't realize I do this that much. Yeah, I literally caught myself the other day. Like, someone had said something that I found kind of snippy, and I was, like, typing a response. I look like Kermit (laughs) on the little Jeff where he's, like, doing this when I was on my phone. So I was like, click, 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 click. And I was just like, nah, but you already know that I would. And I was just like, nope, just not going to do this right now. (laughs) And I just, like, put my phone down. And I feel so much better. And I was like, why do I feel this need to justify myself right now? There's not. Let it go. Try that. I would love to hear um, where you felt that you were being most offensive or maybe one way you tried to like change that or you know just about your journey with this is something that we're all going through um especially me let me not speak for everybody something i'm going through and i'm working on being you know less defensive so i can keep growing and keep learning and being open to go with the flow i love it um let us know if you have any other thoughts about defenselessness being defensive um and hit us up on the site on youtube comments on instagram twitter you know everywhere we are mm-hmm. and this week we have a shout out uh mayavana hair care uses ai technology to recommend the perfect products for your unique hair type and texture founded by candace harris is black woman owned um, she's originally out of atlanta but i believe she's la based now so can you spell it out like is that the name of an app um, it's or is it a, uh, something on your computer? A website and an Instagram. I'm not quite sure, but M Y A V A N A. Mayavana Hair Care. And their Instagram is just Mayavana Hair Care. So they create their own products. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. So so they're recommending which of their products to you? Yeah. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Got you. And this week we have a question that is dun, 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 dun. How do you want to change the world? 
It's my question, so I probably should have had an answer for this. Um, I can't answer if you need. Oh yeah, a go ahead. Um, so I would say, how do I want to change the world? I want to change the world by facilitating slash encouraging um, more Black creatives to create what they want to see and don't see, mm. and that's what we're doing with our agency. That's why I try to reflect on all of our work and. Um, collaboration is a big part of that. And so I want to always have people and give them exposure and space to uh, create with us in that way. I love it. So we can see more of ourselves or more, more stories and multifaceted things in media. Absolutely. And that's something that's way long overdue. So I'm excited for all the work that y'all are doing and have, have been doing um, and will do. For me, I want to empower people to create a life that they love. Um, all people, but specifically black people, brown people, people of color. And um, the work that I do is, you know, with corporations to help teach teachers, to help teach nonprofits, to help teach in the corporate space, but also with kids, like actually hands on giving them access to a toolkit of social emotional learning, mindfulness, self love that helps them attack whatever situation is going on in their lives so they can, you know, build this life that they love while seeing themselves represented in media and all of that. I was say, don't touch me. I was trying to that touch That was like you. my immediate response. Like, yeah, don't touch me. I'm sorry. That threw me off. <laughs> she actually barely brushed upon me. <laughs> Accidentally. My nail like grazed. But um no, I I love that. And how fortunate that we get to change the world every day and what we like doing and, and what we get paid to do barely. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that's a good alignment there that, you know, how you want to change the world does fit into your daily practices, weekly practices, whatever it is that you're doing with your time. So how do you want to change the world at Carly's Couch Instagram? Hit us up on stories. Let us know. Um, message us. Follow us. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't and one to type out go, so we can read go, one. Go, 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 <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? Come on, guys. Hop on, hop on uh, Apple Podcast now. Leave us five stars. Let's see it. Make hip-hop Harry proud. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if for every... No, let me not say that. I was about Ooh. to say, we got we to do something for what every review, but I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to say oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to hop on this table and dance next week, okay? We're going to get like 50 reviews now. Why? I hope so, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate y'all being part of this conversation, and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.